Welcome to the Scuttlebutt on 89.1 KNSJ Disconzo, San Diego's only military radio hour, with your hosts, Maximus and Van, bringing you news, stories, and interviews from and for the military and veteran community of San Diego. What's up, guys? Maximus here, and I am pleased to announce that I'm here with two, uh, Two friends of mine, one friend I just met and one friend I've known for a long time, Colleen. Hello. Hello. And Billy. Billy K. Billy Kay. Yep. I, I don't know. In the like, I just said your name like a dozen times, and now because I know we're recording, I almost said Billy Ray, and I don't know why. And then I knew that was wrong, so I froze. <laughs> well, I appreciate the freeze over the mispronunciation. Thank you very much. And Billy K. And they're from SD Women Veterans Network. Yes. And yeah. that is a fantastic program. We're going to get all into that. And I just also want to introduce my friend Mike. You guys know Mike. Hey, Mike. Hello, hello, everybody. Mike's <laughs> joining us again, back for a, I don't know, eighth time that he's been on the show. Uh, you know Mike veteran, from, veteran. from Star Spangled Sups, and he has a CBD company, uh, as well as a photography and filmmaking business, and he's just a great guy all around, Navy veteran. So, What's the Navy sound? Army has a sound. Marines have a sound. Hoo-ya. 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 is the Navy sound. Hoo-ra. Army goes hoo so we all have it's a like calling everybody a whore. <laughs> <laughs> I told uh, I, I've told somebody before that if they ever accidentally end up on an army base and they're and they don't belong there, just say hua to everything, and no one will question. You will not get questioned. Hua, hua, or that are tracking, 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 tracking hua. Yeah. So, Billy Kay, you were army. I was army. Yeah, I did three years in Desert Shield, Desert Storm, and I am happy to be a civilian today. Awesome. As as I think most of us are, hopefully, <laughs> pursuing our pursuing our next adventure, our yes. next big dream. Enjoying picking what I wear every day. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. And uh yeah, so I want to get back onto exactly what you just said here in a moment. Choice. Yep. Choice, free free will. Uh and Colleen, you were a Marine. Yes, yeah. I was uh in a little over four years, got extended on my third deployment there. Uh, I was in the Marine Corps and also happy to be a civilian. And you de- when you were in the Marine Corps, where did you deploy to? I was uh, deployed to Iraq all three times. Okay. And Billy Kay, you were, when you were deployed to, were you in I- Kuwait? Kuwait, Iraq, Iran, Saudi Arabia. Oh, wow. All oh. over all over the, the best places mm-hmm. to be. Yeah. Little <laughs> bottles of Tabasco sand. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think when I was over in Iraq, it was around spring break time. So we had these awesome shirts that were like, spring break 2003. <laughs> spring break Iraq 2004. <laughs> mine, had, mine had hands like the peace sign that said free Kuwait. Oh. <laughs> so... You know, I've never been accused of being a smart person, and right before we started, I put a Jolly Rancher in my mouth, and I don't want to, <laughs> I don't want to waste it, so I might be marble mouthing it over here a little bit, but that'll that'll be better as soon as I'm done with the Jolly Rancher. So it's special effects. Behalf. Yeah. So, uh, so the reason that I'm so happy to have you here today is because I feel like there is a lack of voice for female veterans, and people don't understand the effort uh, behind the female veterans' mission, right? So there are so many women in the military who serve on the front lines who are combat veterans, uh, yourself included, Colleen. And, and me. And you. And I, I apologize. Even it was illegal. I still was there. Yeah. Oh, we yeah. Were, we yeah. were way illegal. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it, it is uh, really un, unsung heroes, in my opinion. And Thank you. I think that the stories need to be way more common and way more appreciated. So thank you for coming on the show and thank you for what you're doing with SD Women Vets. So real quick, before we go any further, if people wanted to, if they were only tuning in for a minute and they wanted to find more information about your program, where would they go? Uh, SDWVN, San Diego Women Veterans Network, .org. Awesome. And it's .org because you guys are a? Nonprofit. Yeah. Baby. Congratulations. <laughs> congratulations on achieving your yeah. nonprofit status. Uh, but you could also find us on Facebook, Instagram, and we're on the Twitter now. And Meetup. Ooh. Oh, and, and Meetup, of, of meet course. Up. <laughs> I do love meetup groups. Actually, I do a lot of meetup oh, groups. I think so they're fun. cool. They're yeah. really cool, very fun. And I think it's just such a fantastic way to be able to invest in my hobbies without worrying about dating. I mean, it's, <laughs> like, it's like the last non-dating app, right? Yeah, yeah, meetup. <laughs> it's dating for hobbies. Yeah, <laughs> and, and I think every time we have a, a meetup group or an event, uh, we get different different people each time it's it's rarely the same people over and over again so it's it's well, been got, great yeah i mean we've got 575 women on our meetup right now 
And so, wow, that's awesome. Yeah, it's amazing. And so the blessing in that is we get such a huge variety of people who are coming to different events. And so we try to accommodate that. Like we do professional events, we do family events, we do exercise events, we do everything in between. Arts and Whis- crafts. Arts and crafts, <laughs> whiskey tasting, vision boarding. Uh, we really try to have like a large variety to appeal to our whole female demographic, which is, you know, at this point it's like 21 to about 65, 70 year group yeah that's that's broad yeah it's, it's really bar- broad but there's about twenty six thousand women veterans here in san diego county and um they're across all generations so there's a wonderful group of um navy w- corps of nurses i'm not saying their name right but they have their own little clique of um, women get together and talk about what it's like for them to be in the navy and and be a nurse back in vietnam I bet that was pretty intense, actually. I would love to be a fly on the wall for that conversation. Well, I think that I think that you host the conversation now, so you can definitely make that happen. Bring that in. Fascinating. Those conversations are fascinating. Yeah. So let's let's talk about. uh, So you guys have a meetup group. So if I wanted to find the meetup group, I would do meetup.com, and under there, your your listed your title under there is yeah San Diego Women Veteran Network. Okay. Awesome. Yeah, I think if you put in the meetup, you can even backslash us San Diego Women Veteran Network, and you'll find us there. So yeah. Where do you normally do your events oh man all over san diego we do have a regular a monthly walk warrior walk we call it and that's usually hosted at lake murray's kind of been our regular go-to place there especially with the rain um but yeah we partner a lot with ucsd usd um point loma nazarene a lot of the colleges attitude brewing yeah oh and the attitude brewing so brewery some of the local breweries that are uh, veteran owned are always looking to uh, partner with us for events so that ends up working out in yeah. our favor. What's yeah. coming up in March is the San Diego Women Veteran and Military Transition Health Forum. So this is a VA healthcare sponsored and Department of Defense certified. And it's a training to help women veterans that are, sorry, women who are getting out of the military in the next 12 months and women who are veterans to transition their healthcare provider from TRICARE to the VA healthcare system. So any woman veteran that hasn't signed up for VA healthcare that's interested, they can attend that. And any woman who's 12 months short can attend that as well. That's great. Mm-hmm. That's great. So <laughs> it sounds like there's a lot of audience that you still need to reach in True. San Diego County alone, right? Yes. Yes. And, <laughs> Absolutely. And uh, so you have the meetup group, you have the social media, you have the website. What other outreach uh, efforts are going on? Flyers. Uh, yeah, we're kind of <laughs> flyer, flyers in, work. Flyers I guess work. You can say I mean, sometimes, yeah. like at those American Legions and those VFWs, the way to reach that population is paper. Um, until you can get an email address, and yeah. then later you can address them via email. So paper's the way. The other way is um, a lot of collaboration. We don't really do anything alone. So uh, the the healthcare forum is a collaboration with VA healthcare system, um, and then in April we're doing a ribbon flower. Ribbon Flower Workshop. Workshop at the American Legion in La Mesa. Um, So that's all collaboration efforts. And um, we're working with um, Horses and Hooves Therapy, which is a ranch that has many horses, and they do therapy for um, Equine therapy, I believe. Yeah, Yeah. and so we're going to do a walk with them, and they're going to do brunch. And so a lot of the stuff we're doing is really about, like I said earlier, it's a variety of things, but it's also an effort to be collaborative and um, to bring in resources that women veterans wouldn't normally go to on their own. A lot like a meetup, I don't want to go to the thing by myself, right? Mm-hmm. And so the idea with this is, well, how many things can I introduce that women want that are com- they're coming back for? Mm-hmm. And the number one thing that women veterans ask for in our county is to meet other women veterans. And so the best way to do that is to provide an opportunity for belonging and bonding. And I can't think of a better way to do that than a walk or a mini horse or... Yeah. You know, a vision boarding workshop. Like, it's really been fun mm-hmm. and rewarding and successful um, in a yeah. way that's it's surprised me, frankly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think uh, we, we spoke about this briefly before we started recording here today. Because uh, all veterans, regardless of what branch you're in or who you are, you know, race, gender, creed, you lose your tribe when you get yes. out, right? And mm-hmm. I feel like it happens to women at a higher rate, you know, oh, because so much more. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Women move on, right. Yeah. They move on. They, they move on with their lives. Our plates, uh, family, children, marriage, um, divorce, you know, uh, um, a lot of women do go back to their hometowns 
And, um, yeah, and so they don't identify. I think that the number one that thing that yeah. I would like yeah. to say, if I'm speaking to lady veterans out there, I'd say, can you please own your shit? <laughs> right. Like you served and yeah. it doesn't matter if you were in combat or in a war zone, you served and that makes you a veteran. And so many women don't think they're veterans because they didn't see, we'll go with action. Right. Um, you know, they didn't fire their weapons, so they don't think they're a veteran. And so that's a misnomer. And as a result, they give up so much of themselves and their yeah. identity and their and their um, resources, right? When you don't identify as a veteran, then you don't chase veteran resources. Yeah. So that's one of the biggest problems I see. And then the second part of that is, if a woman marries a man in the military, when they get out, he's the veteran. I was just gonna, you know what? I've seen that mm-hmm. so many times. So many it's times. so true, and I think that it's a uh, if you if, if that happens to you, I can only imagine feeling really defeated and under recognized for. Yeah. everything like yes, everything. people just forget about you. like I, I and I know because I have a friend who I would say like it happens to and it's it's hard like it, it makes me sad yeah. because they she did everything that I did yeah. you know? and she becomes yeah. the caregiver and gets kind of really pushed Switch back to this 1950s like pearls barefoot kitchen mm-hmm. role and misses out on the opportunity for her to like heal her own world and 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 get the resources that she needs to be okay Mm -hmm. and to move forward but also she misses out on that recognition right like we all spend several years learning how to be a specific thing and then suddenly giving that up for someone else leads to basically a giant hole in our spirit and there are so many women that are out there that give that up um, because they think they're supposed to, or they think they have to, or they think it doesn't fit within society's understanding of what feminine looks like, or what a mom looks like. Mm-hmm. And so one of the things that we do that I think is really important for the San Diego Women Veterans Network is provide that space of belonging, where women veterans can be themselves, where they can say yeah. fuck, yes, <laughs> fuck, um, where they can talk about what it was like to be, um, you know, in the military as a woman, to talk about what it was like to aspire to be a man, Right. Like the the default setting is white male in the military, no matter which branch you're in. And everybody's aspiring to be a white male in the military because that's what is cherished and prized. And women are no different. The problem is, is women never have the capacity to meet that goal. And then we get out and we still think we're supposed to be that. And society does not know how to accommodate that type of behavior in a female. Right. So we are assertive. We ask for what we want. We say yes and no. We can be abrupt. Right. We can be like demanding. And what they're used to is milk and cookies and people planning birthday (laughs) parties. And we are not meeting that feminine standard. And so there's a lot of um, gender problem that happens for us when we get out because we're not I don't know what the word is. Like, we're not unmalefied. I, I always say <laughs> you know, I, I like fit in everywhere and nowhere at the same time. Yes. Um, because even when you do the reverse, and I had um, problems with this because I am a little feminine, and um, as soon as you switch that into the fem- feminine role, all the work that you did as a veteran and your in your military role is forgotten. It's canceled no, out. It's canceled out, yeah. You no yeah. longer have autonomy. You, you don't get to speak mm-hmm. for yourself. Yeah, because you you're wearing heels. No. <laughs> yeah, you're wearing a skirt yeah. and heels, so you don't have the right to say no. Mm-hmm. And yeah. that it's a struggle that, um, yeah. that I see a lot of women trying to figure out the balance. And mm-hmm. something that I'm really grateful for is the Me Too movement. Um, not just be, not just because it's raising awareness around sexual assault, but it's also raising awareness about the ridiculous stereotypes we have around men and women. Like, um, it's been really unhealthy for men as much as it's been really unhealthy for women. You know, men are not allowed to talk about what's happening to them with other men. Like, Mike and Max, do you guys talk about your problems to each other? No, right? Like, you can spend <laughs> 10, years to, do. 10 years together. Yeah. But there's, it, it's, you're not allowed to be vulnerable or transparent the way that I am with Colleen. Um, and I think that that's hurtful to us as a society. And I think it's hurtful to Colleen and I that we're not allowed to say, no, I'm not going to plan the holiday party without having <laughs> backlash. You know, so like I think it goes both ways. Um, uh, and what I'd really like to see is much more like what our younger children are doing is this kind of non-binary identification mm-hmm. where they're going, you know what? Gender is for the birds. It didn't work for you guys. I'm not going to adopt it. 
Yeah. Uh, and I'm really witnessing these young 10-year-olds, 12-year-olds, 14-year-olds be like, I'm going to grow my hair long and wear a bra even though I have a penis, you know, <laughs> because I want to. I'm just going to try something new. <laughs> right. And I love that they're daring and I love that they're risking and I love that they're crying in public. And I love that the girls are saying, I want to study science. And I like that these stereotypes are being broken down um, in this younger set because I think we all, people of our age, have been hurt by it. So we're talking about the, uh, we want to see the Starship Troopers military. <laughs> yeah. Yes. <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> you know, yeah. it's crazy because um, I kind of grew up in a house like that. You know, my dad was also a Marine, and uh, we grew up on, in, in Michigan, kind of on a, a farm. And uh, I don't ever remember gender ever coming into play for me. You know, I, I, my dad would always, you know, if I said I wanted to do something, he'd be like, okay, show me. It was never girls can't do that or nothing was ever restricted to me because of my gender. And you know, the first time it ever was, was when I said I wanted to join the service. And of course, you know, my dad's like, oh, that's great. We go to the Marine recruiter station first of course you know and I never made it to any of the other branches <laughs> how did how did they how did they get you um you know I are I always knew I wanted to join the service it was something I wanted to do since I was a kid I always ran around and played soldier games and was <laughs> I didn't know the difference between soldier and marine <laughs> but I was like oh I'm gonna be a soldier okay. I'm gonna be a soldier I forgive you and uh so college I was actually supposed to have a track scholarship and um, it was coming up time for me to pick a college, and I didn't pick a college, and all these recruiters were like, you need to pick a college, and so the counselor called me into her office one day and was like, you need to make a decision, and I straight said, you know, I don't want to go to college. I want to join the military, <laughs> and everyone was like, what do we do with this? They called <gasps> my parents <laughs> and were like, pearls. do you know what she said? <laughs> and my dad, of course, was like, cool. He's like, I was, I was in Vietnam. That sounds good. He's like, I'll take you to a recruiter office. We can learn more. Very cool. So we Very cool of him. straight to the Marine Corps Makes office. Makes you like dad a lot, right? Did it pass like the dad. Navy. Yeah. <laughs> he's like, he's like yeah, we're just, we're just going to stop. I know where we're going. <laughs> and, if you're going to do it, you're going to do it this yeah, way. He was like, that was what he said. He was like, if you're going to go hard you're gonna go yeah if you're gonna go you're gonna go hard yeah (laughs) I was like okay and I think my dad always knew that I had that inside me and um you know when I walked into the recruiter office and I'm sitting down and I'm talking to him he's like what do you think you want to do and I said I want to be infantry (laughs) I was like I want to be infantry put a gun in my hand you know I could run faster I can shoot better than all these guys and he laughed at me he started laughing hysterically and I remember the look on my dad's face because this was when I, it was very, I could tell my dad's tension here because he was kind of like, how do I respond to this? And how How do I break the news? Yes. How do I break the news? And I was like, I don't understand. And they were like, no, women can't go in certain jobs. And I was like, why? make better snipers. Yeah. And expert. All, every rifle range expert. <laughs> every research done on male and female snipers, women are more effective and You know, more and that's what I learned when I became a weapons instructor later on. Women were so much easier to teach because they didn't come in with those pre, precognizant ideas as to how they should shoot, and um, they didn't. You know, I didn't have to un- retrain them. And we don't hesitate. Yeah, but... <laughs> Um, but yeah, so I, I, that was kind of a, a new moment for me that I had an experience and my dad was, you know, he was like, how do I explain this? And then, um, yeah. And so I, I, I still signed up and I was like, give me the job that's going to get me closest to combat. <laughs> and I, he was like, radio operator, I'll get you there. <laughs> Sure enough, it did. Damn it, signal. <laughs> yeah, he was he like, calms um, people. Comms on the ground. You should join Com or Motor T. He gave me his options, and I was like, Good call. Good com- call on Com. Com sounds good. Yeah. <laughs> so happy I went with Com. <laughs> I regret it. Uh, but Army signal is much different. Yeah. Um, well, is that what you did in the yeah. Army? Yeah. So why the oh, Army for you? I didn't even know that. College fund. Oh, really? Yeah. At the time, it was the only branch that was offering the college fund. Oh. And also, the Marine Corps literally had two jobs for females. Yeah. Like, there were two options in the it's military. It's like supply or admin. For, for <laughs> Marines. And so, Army had a lot of choices. Air Force had a lot of choices as well. But the Army had the um, what was called the Army College Fund. So, mm-hmm. And that was why I was joining. I, unlike Colleen, I was not all hua. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I was not that. I um, wanted to go to school. And yeah. so, the Army really, like, they got me with the money. Mike, why the Navy? 
I don't know if I, Ooh. I don't know if we've ever Ooh, talked hi, about Mike. this. How are you? <laughs> uh, it's actually kind of a long story. We basically came down to, I actually wanted to be a SEAL when I first came in. And, and that was a long story why I wanted to become a SEAL, but that's basically what it came down to. And I just crazy crossed out everything else. And I was like, I'm going to go Navy. Nice. Yeah. Okay. For me, it was, um, I had a buddy and I had been thinking about joining the service and I was, uh, enrolled in college. I wouldn't say attending because I was more absent. Uh, I was, <laughs> I was more skipping college at this phase of my life and I had gone down to the office and I was going to go talk to the Marines, but they weren't there. Oh. They were probably oh. like working out or something. Drinking and working out and or drinking. Both yeah. same time. And the na- and the Navy <laughs> guy like leans <laughs> the Navy guy leans his head out the door and he's like, Can I help you? And I'm like, I'm here you. to talk oh. to the Marines. He goes, You can wait in our office until the Marines come <laughs> oh, back. Exactly yeah, yeah. And he's that telling about all the programs, all the programs for the Navy. That's how they got me. So uh, yeah. that's that's they suck really they suckered me in. He had a photo he had a photo album of him out to sea and all this stuff, and I was like, That looks cool. That happens a lot to him. He's like, oh, man, this recruiter is always out of the office. Yeah. Swoop. Yep. <laughs> He's yep. like, I'm, I'm mapping out the schedule for the Marines next door. Yep. So everything oh. that we were talking about as far as uh, tribe goes for female veterans, if I, if I had to guess, and uh, I'm, gonna, I'm trying to lead into something, uh, at the SD Women Vets Networks, networking events, you guys host these events, and you said you do arts and crafts, and you know these other things. No, uh, don't really but but really, oh, but really, but really, they're they're about the tribe, right? They're about, about reconnecting. Yes. And you were talking about getting uh, women who are on Tricare back over to the VA and right. helping them. You were telling me earlier about homelessness and yes. uh, helping people with job searches and 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 getting them back into. Uh, uh, getting them connected to services that they need or want. Yeah. Th- thank you for finding those words for me. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, I really tried to stay away from the arts and crafts, and I really resisted the ribbon flower class, if I'm going to be honest about it, um, because I didn't see a deeper meaning. Like, I, like, I'm all about, like if you want to do drumming circle, I'm in because there's therapeutic purpose and there's science behind that. And so I really was like, let's do art that has value. Like when we did vision boarding, there's real oh, purpose and intention yeah. behind it. Definitely. So, um, uh, really for me, I'm like, I will do anything that I think will build that bonding and will build that belonging for women veterans in a really strong source. And here's why, because I need them to trust when they need something that they can ask me, mm-hmm. they can come to me and say, Billy Kay, you know what? I'm looking for a job. And I go, Hey, let me hook you up with my contact at this program or, Hey, it's Christmas time. And I don't know how I'm going to feed my babies. Mm-hmm. Right. Hey, Here's the, got choked oh. up. Here's the, you know, here's the food distribution. Here's the programs that help support and adopt families during Christmas and Thanksgiving. Here's who does meals. Here's who does gifts. Here's who, you know what I mean? And when so your car needs, is, needs repair. When your car needs repair, you know? And so if they don't trust that they can ask me without judgment, right, then they will not get the resource that they need. And so the Women Veterans Network is almost like a, like a cover in a way <laughs> like if you're listening I hope you understand that this isn't a trick but but really what it is is an avenue it's a door or a window if you were like what we appreciate the most about a window is the space it doesn't occupy right and so like what I'm trying to do is not occupy a space so that you can find your way to what you need and so the Women Veterans Network is all of these women veterans but it's also a whole other arm of service providers and partners and we have you know almost oh, 200 yeah. partners and those people provide warm water therapy. They provide somnonic resonance. They are um, food banks. They do clothing. Reboot they do workshops. Workshops. Um, partner, like everything you could possibly need. And the truth is, is like when you go out and have a beer with me, you're just having a beer with me. But eventually when something happens, you'll be like, you know what? Who would know? Billy Kay would know. And that's how we work. And it comes up, yeah. I right. think you had asked how we um, should get our, our voice out and get our word out about yeah, the meetup. Yeah. And, you know, I had mentioned backdoor, uh, using all the, the backdoor yeah, resources, the <laughs> you know. Um, but honestly, that's one of our strongest avenues because we do have to realize that we're catering to such a large demographic. And so even though there are those veterans who are 26, 27, newly transitioned, there's also the 60, 70-year-old um, women veterans who are are longing for that connection as yeah. well. And, um, you know, we, we get, 
questions like that all the time, you know. Um, I don't like, need anything, but I need a friend. Yeah, I need a friend. You know? Um, you know, hey, I had a rough week. Can someone go to coffee with me or right. go to dinner? Um, I Something weird happened to me. I don't really know how to process it. Can can we talk? Or, I'm you looking know, at colleges. Yeah, I'm looking at colleges and um, what kind of resources you can give me for food or, um, you know, I, I just lost my job and we'll, we'll go to work. And it's sometimes it's just an email or a text message. We have group text messages going right now, actually, where someone's <laughs> like, hey, I got a female vet. She just got let go. Um, she has admin experience. Here's her resume. And they'll yeah. like send us a little Dropbox of the resume. What can we do? And we'll just yeah, start plugging away. It. And, you know, I even use the, the network myself um, around Christmas time. My car broke down and it was just terrible timing because I had actually just paid the car off. Oh, <laughs> so I, had I think they, I think they designed timing. it that way. They do. Yeah, <laughs> it, uh, I was empty in funds and I, I didn't really know where to go. And um, I asked Billy Kay and she was like, these, this place can help you. This place can help you. This place can help you. And it was, it was great. <laughs> yeah. So one of the things that we did yeah. as a network is we got hooked into SD United, which mm-hmm. is um, United is a nationwide database programming where you share resources. And so San Diego United is shared with the local veteran service providers. And that means if Colleen comes to me and says, I need help with my car and I don't have an immediate resource, I can put her in that database. And then the other resources can grab her out like a bucket. They go, yeah. oh, here's a, here's somebody I can help out of this bucket and so if we can't do a warm handoff we have an opportunity to use sd united to still provide women with resources that they need yeah but one other thing i want to say about this and then Mm -hmm. we'll move on is we also um, do collective impact in a really poignant way so bringing all of these service providers together gives them an opportunity to network with one another which lets them be more effective and more efficient but it also lets them have a voice and and i get to say hey what do your clients need which are really my women veterans, right? What are they saying to you that they're asking for? And that's how the health forum came up. So two years ago, when I first asked this question, the service providers, they were like, all of these healthcare things are happening all around. The women don't know what the options are. The right hand and left hand are not talking to each other. I really would like to have an education event where we could teach the women veterans how to advocate for themselves and what their options are. So we had our first um, Women Veterans Health Forum in February 2018, which was a smashing success. And that came out of that collective impact. And so all of those service providers helped support that event and make that event happen. So this year, it's transformed a little bit into this training workshop with the VA healthcare system and the DOD, where we're training women um, how to sign up for healthcare services. So it's the same vein, right? Like the service providers are saying these women need help with their healthcare stuff. And so we're like, hey, well, we're uniquely poised to where we don't have skin in the game, but we care about what happens to these women. So I can bring in these resources and I can bring these women together and I can say, hey, we want you to learn how to advocate for yourself and we want you to know what your choices and your options are. So the collective impact behind that is really powerful. And um, so that's one of the ways that we amplify our voice, you know, and collectively with all of our service providers, we have over, you know, um, a 10,000 to 15,000 person reach. I think that that's really great. Everything <laughs> that you just said, oh, the programs that you were offering and the help that you're providing, even if to get people in the door, you put, you do a ribbon tying event, you know, <laughs> right. um, yeah. but, but one thing you said that really resonated was uh, I did a, we did an episode a couple weeks ago with a, a gentleman. He was a Vietnam veteran, uh, combat pilot. He was in the Navy. He's, you know, he's older now. He owns a winery up in Paso Robles, California. His name is John Pianetta. And hi, John. Yeah. And, uh, and you were talking about the older uh, female veterans, right? Who just need maybe somebody to talk to. Once when we got there and we met him, we started talking to him and he started telling us all these incredible stories of his tours in Vietnam and later realizing that it had been quite a while since he had talked to anybody about that stuff. And Mm -hmm. you, from what I have seen, myself included, everyone that I know, the things that you experience in the military, you keep 
close to the chest forever, right? They, oh, they, yeah. Those are meaningful Locked experiences, down. yes. Yeah. Especially Vietnam veterans because they had it rougher than yeah. Oh, yeah, so we treated yeah. them like shit when they got home. Yeah, yeah. My dad I still doesn't talk about it. and um, It wasn't safe. Yeah, I didn't yeah. know my dad was a Vietnam veteran until oh, I wow. said I want to join the service. Oh, wow. And I really? knew that he had served, but I didn't know what branch, and I didn't know to the extent. Oh, wow. And it wasn't until we were walking into that Marine recruiter when my dad shook his hand, and I saw him light up like, oh, my God, I'm at home. My people. He's like, yeah, I served in Vietnam. I was a Marine. And I was like, Dad? And then it, I'm putting things <laughs> together. Jesus. Yeah, with his PTSD, and now everything makes so much more sense. <laughs> yeah, so yeah. what I would say is women, this, this episode we're focusing on women veterans, so women veterans, all veterans included, if it's been a while mm-hmm. since you've connected with your peers and had a chance to talk about this stuff, go out, find mm-hmm. a group, use Meetup, go to the VFW or yeah. the uh, uh, American Legion or whatever you have around you, go to the, v- the nearest VA hospital, right? And mm-hmm. go visit and talk to people about whatever's on your mind yeah. because it's so, so therapeutic. Refreshing. Yeah. It's so and it's refreshing. Not even, it doesn't even have to be like service related. It's just yeah. refreshing to talk to other people who get me. Speak mm-hmm. your language. Yeah. Speak my language. Yeah. 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 You don't I, even need to talk military talk. I love yeah. being around men who are not intimidated by me. <laughs> you don't know what a relief it is for me to not have to like tone it down or reel it back or mm-hmm. be mm-hmm. less than myself to make other people comfortable. Yeah. So I love being around veterans because I can say, hey, fuck you if you don't like it. Yeah. Right? Uh-huh. Like, and if you're going to have your feelings hurt, you, that's a choice oh, well. that you make. Oh, well. Yeah. You know oh, I mean? well. We're like, but in the I'm civilian, sorry that your feelings are weak. Yeah, exactly. I'm sorry that your feelings are weak. Like, you know, but in the civilian world, it's like I'm apologizing for who I am and I don't want to anymore. And so one of the reasons why I love this Women Veterans Network is I don't have to. Yeah. I can go to Colleen's house and talk about fish or I can go to Colleen's house and talk about the Marine Corps. Or talk about some weird stuff. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, but I feel okay being me. And, and that is what I'm talking about, about this belonging piece that I don't have to explain myself and I don't have to apologize and I don't have to back down and I don't have to be anything other than who I am. Yep. I, I was going to say one of the most fascinating things that was kind of go back to like kind of Vietnam veteran was a few months ago we did, we did an event uh, for a VFW. And I think one of the most one of the fascinating things is that you'll meet veterans who served so long ago. And they're so happy just to talk to anybody oh gosh, yeah. about the story, and especially this, the younger generation now is getting out of the wars mm-hmm. and they're trying to pull in more people. It's, hey, just come join us at a VFW. Yeah. Let's have a beer together. Fresh you, blood. Yeah. You just, yeah but you <laughs> Which can be so creepy much. as a woman. Uh, just so, you know. <laughs> uh, so I don't go to the VFW by myself. The, uh, the last mm-hmm. time I did that, I got picked up on a guy who called me Smiley. Um, and I'm like, A, I'm a little old for this, uh, but but B, it's not why I'm here. So I do like them. Yeah. I do like the work that they're doing. And and to the VFW's credit, they're trying really hard to attract women vets. They're failing, but they're trying really hard. Um, and so I joined to support them, um, mostly because when we're talking about politics and on the Hill, VFW still has a really strong voice. Um, American Legion, IAVA, they have strong voices. SWAN is the woman veterans mm-hmm. version of that, and they're called the Service Women's Action Network. And they're doing a lot of great work around changing the way that the military processes crime. Well, well, can we talk about SWAN really quick? Oh, because yeah. I don't know, I don't know about yeah, don't, SWAN. Yeah. Oh, please do. Yeah. yeah, so SWAN started a few years ago... Um, and their primary objective was to change the way that military sexual trauma was prosecuted in the military uh, and to see that women were getting justice because it's not happening now. It wasn't happening then, and it's still not happening now. And now one of the things that SWAN is trying to do and advocate for is not just have um, military sexual trauma cases taken out of the command, but all crime cases taken out of the command, which makes sense to me, having been in a command where my commander was not familiar with We'll go with equality. And <laughs> and some people were punished more harshly than others based on race, gender, age, or who he was good friends with. And so there was a lot of discrimination that happened across a multitude of boards because it was just one dude, right? And so he, he didn't have to be just. He didn't have to be equitable. He didn't have to punish people unless he wanted to. And so I agree with this notion that... Um, that we should not be holding court in the in the CEO's office. That should go to Jack. That should go to professionals. That should go to people who study the law. That should go to people who don't have skin in the game, who they're not punishing their own soldiers or someone else's soldiers. So um, 
you, you understand what I mean. That didn't come out. Yeah, right. yeah. No, I, 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 do. I do. But this is significant for women veterans in particular because what happens for us is we experience a large amount of discrimination, not just. So one of the things most people don't realize is military sexual trauma is a spectrum, kind of like autism spectrum disorder in that it's broad and it's sweeping. And you can be harassed based on gender to the point where it causes trauma. And that's counted on that spectrum. And most people don't realize that. And so when we talk about that, we're like, well, what would cause you trauma based on that kind of harassment? So if a male superior asks you out and you say no, then he has the right to punish you. He can send you on every extra duty. He can send you on every extra 3 a.m. call. He can he can put you in situations that endanger your life. And that happens over and over and over again to women who say no. And that can cause trauma and does cause trauma on a regular basis in addition to the other things we know about, right? Rape, repeated rape, game rape. Also, we're hearing stories about sex trafficking, um, in the military. So there's a lot of really heinous stuff that's happening. And we're just thinking in our minds, there's one guy and one girl who got drunk and crossed boundaries. And that's not accurate. And we're also overlooking what happens when she reports. So then she reports what happens to her and there's retaliation. Sometimes she uses, she loses rank. She gets kicked out. She is now experiencing post-traumatic stress in some way. And then she loses benefits for getting a dishonorable discharge. And there's this long tail of effects, right? The women veterans are the fastest growing population of homeless in America because of this right? Women veterans are 58% more likely to be single parents than men. Women veterans are two and a half times more likely to be divorced multiple times than men. Women veterans are two and a half times more likely to commit suicide than civilian women. The numbers are staggering. And yet I sit in rooms with men who go, I don't understand why women need their own group. Well, if we were treated equally, we would never need our own group. Right? I'm not asking for special dispensation because I'm a woman. I'm asking for, for equal dispensation because I'm not getting it. Right, And the Women Veterans Network was born out of this need for equality. Right, I'm not asking for, for like, hey, we're girls. We need our own club, like the She-Ra man-hating club. I'm saying we need our own club to advocate for ourselves because our claims are getting denied 68% more often by the VA because we are not getting claims met for military sexual trauma, because we are not getting childcare needs met so we can go to the hospital to get basic annual exams, because there's no OBGYN in most of the local hospitals, because most of the rural places don't have care for women. I totally went off on a soapbox. <laughs> go, you go. Go get it. Go get yeah, it. Sorry. Yeah. Sorry. Sorry, not sorry. Sorry, not sorry. Um, so, like, what I'm really asking for is the same thing that you get. I want what men get. I want a fucking doctor that knows how to treat me and doesn't say it's in your head. Like, so many women are go in with acute pain and are and are told that it's psychosomatic, like it's 1950. You know, instead of hey, can we look at the way that that flak vest didn't fit you right, and maybe you have you know tears in your uterine lining, maybe you have fibroids, and it's not just your period. So women are being told when they're having you know difficulty in their bodies that it's their cycle. Well. Okay, so I want to say something, and it will make me sound uh, ignorant, but I think that's what I want, right? So, Bring it. Uh, <laughs> earlier, you told me that, I, and I go on about how I've had great care at the VA in, in San Diego. You told me earlier that the VA just got a OBGYN on staff. December 2017, you see the San Diego La Jolla yeah. healthcare system didn't come out right. Got their very <laughs> first awful. OBGYN. And you said something about a mammogram machine. We got our first mm. mammogram machine last year Moving in 2018. Yeah, and, and, and then I'm... A giant hospital with yeah. thousands of clients and customers. Connected to UCSD. Connected yeah. to UC San Diego <laughs> with an enormous veteran population just now is starting to address women's care. And, I, and I'm over here it's going, uh, it's so great, but I'm neglecting <laughs> a whole part of the population that I really respect a lot. And, I, and you know, it's not my intent. Uh, yeah. It just, I, to me, that would be just an unthinkable, I wouldn't even consider that that might be the case. I was shocked yeah. when you guys said that. Like, yeah. I was shocked. Yeah. It's and a it, common know, thing that just Well, I'll tell have. you something else yeah. that's shocking. And um, Colleen and I have both had this happen where mm -hmm. we've been picked up on in the lobby. Like, uh, we've been hit on yeah. in the lobby. Oh, and at the, v at the VA? Hit on, um, this is my, my biggest pet peeve, and this happens almost 
every time I go into the VA and I'm, I'm in line to get my care and someone says, move out of the way for the veteran or who's, oh, wow. your, yeah. who's your husband? Me too. That's totally like, happened to me too. I am the veteran. Oh. <laughs> I am the veteran here for I services. How does that conversation, like, I'm sorry, how does that conversation, so when that happens, um, yeah. obviously it'll piss anybody off, especially yeah. you know, in your case. How does it go when you address them? Hey, I am the veteran. Like, oh. How do they Ex- respond to that? Exactly like that. I, uh, I'm i a pretty direct person, yeah. and I got With that. Attitude. Fr- I am the veteran. Yeah, yeah fr- from be. the Marines, and I Fucker. I will look them straight in the <laughs> eye, and I say, like, I'm okay, the veteran. Yeah. <laughs> so, so, yeah, it's, it's definitely, and then that goes and, again, leads back to the the recourse from all this it, it that sense the tone for my whole whole day at that point so you we know? don't want to go yeah it's, so we're not going. yeah i'm i'm irritated i've been triggered at this point and um the right. rest of my day is offset and i'm running a dialogue in my head about you know you downplaying right this to go to and the doctor up playing and that be respected. And, yeah so and it, it's just and i know we can all relate to this as veterans on some level there's just that one you know your day could be rolling along and there's just that one thing that can really really up upheave Mm -hmm. it and um uh, the va definitely i i will take time off work to go to the va because um it's i know it's going to be a date process and i know it's going to trigger me (laughs) and and, yeah it's a lot of women just don't go because We I get cat called, we get insulted, we I get have pushed a different out of the way. way of dressing when I go to the VA. Oh, yeah. So, like, uh, if I know I'm going before work, I'll wear a sweater <laughs> right. and long I, pants. Yeah. And For I, those of you who can't yeah. see, Colleen is totally hot, but I'm not. I'm old and I'm <laughs> fat, and I still get hit on, and it's really gross. Yeah. Right? It's still really uncomfortable. I So, yeah, I would never say <laughs> that – this is something you said a few minutes ago. I would never say any group – doesn't deserve their own place, right, amongst their peers. I think it's so important, and I think that it's so great that you guys made the SD Women Vets. I would, I think if anyone would ever criticize that, it's ridiculous, and it's a douche, it's a douche yeah, bag move. Please come to our meeting. Uh, it happens. Yes, which is, it's, it's crazy. It it's publicly. crazy yeah. to me. That's uh, yeah, crazy. Because male veterans have tons of our own stuff. Right. Like, arguably, most of it, whether it is... Uh, overtly, like, in the title, like, the military men's group, right? That's not a thing. I don't think, I don't know. It but is. But let's say every group. Let's say, every, like, most of the groups are that. Yeah. Like, no matter how you look at it, it's like former Green Beret, former Special Forces. Honor Foundation. The uh, Well, the Honor Foundation <laughs> actually has done a good job incorporating women yeah, into their program. Oh, they know. have a lot of women through their course. awesome women uh, in our class, yeah. too. Oh, yeah, that's good. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Awesome. When I Bad went, ass. it was a room full of forty dudes in blue shirts and khaki pants. I mean, they have a, they have, they have. A, I probably say a uh, a fifty percent female coaching staff and mentor staff. Oh, cool. And even though there's there's less of a pool of female veterans who are part of SOCOM commands, because you know that's where the Honor Foundation, all the students are from right. SOCOM commands. Uh, so to get into it, you have to be getting out while you're part of that command. So the pool of people to go from is is limited, but yeah. uh. Th- that's besides the point. Anyway, uh, <laughs> most groups just by default are men's clubs, yes. right? Mm-hmm. So to say that women don't uh, or shouldn't or are being disrespectful by having their own thing is ludicrous. And if you think that, you need to go educate yourself. Check Thank yourself. You. Check yourself. <laughs> Spoken yourself. like a young veteran. I really appreciate the younger veteran um, oh, I'm not. Generation. Well, I'm not that young. Uh, but but <laughs> you, are you more likely, too. Yeah, you more likely worked with women, right? Yeah. Like the yes. Vietnam-era veteran yep. men, oh, the, yeah. the women were nurses. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, and so I think you had an opportunity to see women perform and, and yeah. see their skill and see their leadership. I've known women who've lost their lives in yeah. the line of duty. There are women who have Just fought recently. valiantly. Uh, Yep, the female chief yeah, on the, from the East Coast. Mm-hmm. Uh, but personally, you know, women, I, women I've served with in a in a command helicopter crash and a female pilot was killed, and uh, that was somebody that was a mentor to me, and I, I respected a lot. Mm-hmm. And it, there's there's any any veteran who served sometime in the military honorably and then got out deserves equal respect and and should be approached equally across the board. Thank it you. should be gender indiscriminate. Definitely. Uh, I'd propose if I weren't already married. I'm totally <laughs> loving you right now. Well, I'm, I'm, I'm not available. Uh, <laughs> but I love this. Though. I really appreciate hearing this perspective, and I'm yeah. so grateful to hear you say it out loud. Yeah. Yeah. It's, I'll say this. It's been always interesting, like, seeing, like, the recent arguments come up, and a lot of civilian populists understand, like, what women do. And I tell them, I was like, I've served with some amazing women from 
for commanding officers uh, and to who are like legit us with us on deployment. So like I tell them like you have no idea what women actually do in the military because I think I was like it would shock most of the people like yeah. heavy hitters who are out there getting after it mm-hmm. where their job might be whether it's in combat to like the CTs to, to whatever it might yeah. be. I'm like they're out the, the women engagement teams that are out there out Yo. there who are humping out there with yes. us. Yes. I was like you'd be very very surprised of what women are doing and they yeah. hold their own. So yeah. I was like before you comment about it make sure you know exactly what women do inside the military. I also want to debunk this idea that there are no small men. You know, when I was in the army, there were a lot of men that were shorter than me, you know, yes. and I think that there's this like misrepresentation that women don't add up to the strength and the agility of men because they think of men as all being big, all tall, strong like dudes, guys. right? <laughs> and they don't realize that all shapes and sizes join the military. There are men nope. that can't pass PFT yes. tests. Oh, yeah. A lot. A lot. <laughs> we're, we're a lot of Navy ones. A lot yeah. of them. I carried a lot of 80-pound antenna bags yeah. for my team. You for definitely my yeah, had no to doubt. carry some rifles mm-hmm. for some guys them. on some hikes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like yep. we carried stuff on behalf of our male teammates. And so I think that that's something I like to point out is that, you know, sometimes chestnut's only 40 pounds and mm-hmm. somebody's got to carry his ass or his stuff. What yeah. you got here. Yeah, there's no shortage of female veterans who will kick your ass or outrun you or <laughs> outlift you or yeah. outwork you or outsmart you. Right. Mm-hmm. It's it or outdrive you, you know, like whatever, whatever. Out everything you. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, he, but the prop, you know what, I, one of the main problems I think that exists across the board, and this is not just military related, but I'd like to see a world where individuals get judged individually and not lumped into groups. Right. Cause there are great female veterans like the ones we're talking about. Then there are ones who, are bad and once you've done drugs and once you've committed crimes, right? And then there's men who've done all the same things. But if you just say all because you knew a girl who did something bad right. that now you say women are this, mm-hmm. you're wrong. That's just the wrong right. thing to do. Sweeping generalizations. Yeah. 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 These large, mm-hmm. these large broad generalizations yeah. uh, are, are But we do that damning. because we're pack animals. Yeah. We're, pa- yeah. we're pack animals. It's hard to get it away It needs to be from. trained out of us. <laughs> yeah. uh, mm-hmm. you're, you know, it should be like, from a veteran perspective, it should be a, based on your service record and not your... Uh, not your gender or your name, you know, your well, name. I would, I would agree with you if we could um, get our criminals justice system within the military straightened out. I would say that because a lot of times our military records are not representative of who we are or the service that we performed or the justice that we deserve while we were in. I actually got sent to my first unit because of that. They thought I was Colin Schuster instead of Colleen <laughs> Schuster. And see, I told you guys I was, was going to worm my way into an infantry position. Yeah, so they, they sent me to Combat Assault Battalion over in Okinawa, nice. Japan, and they were looking at my service record. And I've always been a, a, 300, a perfect pft year and a of good course. shot. Yeah, <laughs> and uh, and so yeah, they were looking at my service record and they thought I was Colin Schuster. So when I ser- so I awesome. showed up to check in, they were like, <laughs> "We don't have any women in this unit. This is a combat deploying unit. What do we do with you?" And well, then because we what? were getting ready to deploy in a month, they were like, "Well, we're on workups right now. Like we're we'll just keep her." And <clears throat> and then I started you know working the radios, and then they found out I could hike with the radio, and then they found out I was getting stuff done faster than the guys, and then it came down to deployment, and they were like, we're keeping Schuster. <laughs> well, that's nice. that's Nailed a story. It. Yeah, that's a story. That's a success story, right, of, of changing people's minds, yeah. really, right? So sight, like, it, you, you know, you can't, you can't see. If you, look, if you check out YouTube, you'll, you'll see a clip, and you'll see Colleen and Billy Kay. But Colleen's a, you know, what, a, a petite Right, I would almost athletic, Very, uh, yeah. slen- like slender. You have the guns, yeah. Yeah, and and I could see how somebody would come in and be like, oh, "What's this girl gonna do?" Like th- that's a very like that'd be a I common. I play that though. That's, yeah, I like that card, and I definitely it serves me well. And I like I would rather be underestimated than overestimated because I yes. love seeing that look and on people's. Yeah, face. you came in and you, and you showed them, and you earned your spot on the team, right? You like yeah. you Mulan them basically. Yeah. Although there was a sad ending to this. Um, After serving in that unit for two years and two combat combat deployments, we we switched commanding officers. And the new commanding officer that came in um, saw that this was not, I was not supposed to be there. It was considered illegal at the time. Um, Females were not supposed to serve in combat deployable units. And so as soon as he took command, um, they called me into the office and they, uh, they forced me to, they forced me out. And they were, they were like, you can pick whatever duty station you want like trying to make it sound better but 
I was I was horrified. I cried the entire. I cried so hard because I didn't want to leave my platoon. We had done two deployments together. Um, they drove me to the airport in Japan. I cried the whole way to the airport. I cried the whole plane ride home. <laughs> I was like, I don't want to leave my unit, and it was just so crazy to me that I had done all this stuff and um, and gone on all these deployments and successfully done everything and um that they had asked me to do and then this new guy comes in and i can't even remember his name but i remember what he looks like Jerk. yeah and he just so nonchalantly called me in there without even knowing me he hadn't even taken the time to know me and um just said you know i can't have you under my command this is illegal you should have never been here in the first place he so. was afraid I think he was afraid because um, I had been injured when I was in Iraq, and I think they they didn't know what to do with me. But I came back, and I was ready to go for a third deployment, and I I did end up deploying a third time with another unit. But um, man, that was that was a rough shakeup for me. <laughs> yeah, I think so um, much of the damage that's done to us is because some people are afraid, uh-huh. right? And while meanwhile, uh-huh. like we woman up and we are full of courage and bravery and like do what we need to do to get done. Mm-hmm. And sometimes even more than our male counterparts. But if our superior officers are afraid of us or afraid of losing control of what, you know, or afraid of what the implication is, mm-hmm. then we suffer. And um, we've certainly seen a number of those things happen where um, fear is the guiding principle instead of logic or discernment or um, fairness. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It, uh, it, it, it's, it's such a weird thing that it goes back to what I was saying. Individuals judged individually. Right. Right. And it's hard to defeat these, the sweet, the broad generalizations like we were talking about it. It, It's weird that at this point people don't have the, and and so much of it, I think like policy wise goes back to that public image Mm -hmm. and appeasing voters. Right. But it's not their business. And I think that if women want to be there, like you wanted to be there, mm-hmm. then you should be there. If yeah, you've earned your spot, yeah. you shouldn't, you shouldn't be there just to be there to look pretty, but yeah. if you're earning it and, and working hard every day, like yeah. you were, then you should be there a hundred percent. How I felt. I, I, yeah, I tried to argue. I was like, he hasn't even seen me in the field yet. He hasn't even right. been to the field with us yet. <laughs> yeah. I was like, how are you going to come in and make decisions if you haven't even been to the field with us? <laughs> but I don't think this was a case of him us underestimating you. I think what he was really doing was underestimating himself and the other I, men. Uh, yeah, I think, I think he was, was afraid of the with men. With a little political... Yeah, the men not being able to manage their shit. And yeah, so he... But everyone, and even everyone yeah. was like, I don't understand why Schuster needs to leave. We like working with her. <laughs> so, yeah, that was, uh, was an interesting, interesting story for a win and then it transitioned but all in all and i'm still close with all the people i served with in that unit i use them as job references now oh great um if i'm ever traveling um near them i'll definitely hit them up and go visit and um yeah i'm still close with all those marines today so love that bond (laughs) so uh brothers forever bond man yeah Yeah, it is it is right 100 percent um okay so we've got to know you guys a little bit a lot actually and we've got to know your program so can we circle back? I want to circle back around because we're coming up on an hour here and the show's usually an hour long. Uh, when we, when we publish this on the time flies <laughs> when you're having fun. Uh, when, when, when this plays over the, over the radio, uh, we have a one-hour segment, right? So um, I'd like to circle back around real quick to the, where people can find you, right? Okay. So uh, where people can find you and what the next upcoming event is. Well, um, yeah, they can find us sdwvn.org and, uh, that's our main webpage. So you can see just kind of a list of upcoming meetings, upcoming events, just kind of a who's what, when, yeah, calendar. Um, you can also find us on any of the social groups, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and then our next coming event at LinkedIn as well. And then our, and meetup. Sorry, I'm, there's so many platforms. Social media, my goodness. That's good. right. You gotta be on all of them. There's so many platforms. We're on all the things. <laughs> and, Except uh, MySpace. Yeah. <laughs> Ooh, oh, sick yes, burn. Please. Sick burn. <laughs> we would have killed MySpace, though. I'm sure. Yeah. I'm sure. <laughs> 
Um, but yeah, our meetup group is really what drives us. Um, if you're looking to come hang out with us and come join some of our fun festivities uh, every month, definitely find us on Meetup, San Diego Women Veterans Network. And our next upcoming uh, event is March 22nd. It's a Friday, and that is the Women's Health Transition Forum that we were just talking Absolutely. about. Yeah, so if you're a woman who's about to get out in the next 12 months, or if you are already out and you haven't signed up for the VA healthcare system yet, you're welcome. And you can sign up on our Meetup. Uh, and you can find that link on our website. It, yeah. And we're finally indexed, so Google can find us. <laughs> yes. Nice, <Yeah>. nice. <laughs> what, was it difficult getting the 501c3 uh, stamp? No. No, okay. Well, here's why, though. I had been working <laughs> on it for a long time. I mean, like, you have to remember that you have to remember that we had effectively been working in business for about two years. And so by the time we formalized, we had the main up group, we had mm-hmm. the, the website, we had the fiduciary sponsor, like we had so much in place. The hardest part was getting the money together to pay mm-hmm. for all the filing fees. Um, and then there, there's still some documentation that needs to be completed and wrapped up. There's things that require a budget. There's things that require, you know, things that just take time. And um, well, can I ask, do you fundraise? Or do you accept donations? So last year what we did was we accepted donations and fundraising from the board and intimate friends to help cover the cost of the fees, which cost us about, it's only about $500 in California. It's different in every state. Um, But then this year we're starting a capital fundraising campaign. Um, We have a larger goal in two years to build a women's vet center. I love that. That's that's a great goal. So one of my questions I always ask on the show when we get near the end of it, is what's the dream, right? Oh, that's the dream, Ooh, baby. that is the dream. That's the dream shot. Yeah. Um, we really want a vet center that does everything <laughs> vet centers do for men. Of course, men and women both go to vet centers, but women don't go, right? Mm-hmm. So statistically, like 4% of female veterans go to a vet center because when they go there for treatment, they get treatment by a very nice white guy named Ron. And if I have a military sexual trauma, I don't want to go through that post-traumatic treatment with a dude. Right. I'm going to want to do that with someone I feel like I can trust or be comfortable with. So the goal with a women's vet center is to provide those services from women to women. So it's women veterans or even civilian women that can help. (laughs) So I think that's an alarm going off. Uh, (laughs) So we want to do that. But also there's an empowerment piece to that women's vet center. So we're going to offer a child care. We're going to offer um, a lot of the things that the Women Veterans Network does already, like vision boarding, mindfulness um, and that kind of deal. So if uh, you'll have to share a link with me, so that way when yes. uh, when that time comes, I can share it with the audience and try to raise uh, as much as much uh, capital for SD Women Vets as possible. Because yeah, what you're doing great. is amazing, and you two, uh, Colleen and Billy Kay, Billy Kay, you're the you're the leader, right? You're the overall. I'm the brains behind the operation. <laughs> I'm the schlep that does the work, and Colleen's my right hand. So, and you two, and you two together are the figureheads. Of, uh, San Diego Women Veterans Network. Well, we have a no, board. We have a group. We have a, we, it's the really a collaborative effort, but yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> we but call yeah. it the Mastermind. Yeah, so we have a small board. There are six of us right now. We call ourselves the Masterminds. And then our partners, like I said, are around 200. And then we have about 575 women vets that are in the meetup. So we're, we're small, but not small. Um, <laughs> and we're motivated. Can you, uh, so this would have been a good question to prep. Uh, before we started, but I'm just going to throw it out there because that's how I roll on the Skull yeah. Show. Um, do you have a anecdotal uh, uh, example of someone you've helped? Do you have a story uh, that you would like that you'd be willing to share? I don't. I think you might have some good ones. I will, yeah, yeah, you do. We've we just recently had these conversations. So yeah. I think my favorite one was the woman who was sleeping in her car. And so she um, had two kids. She was sleeping in her car. She lost her job and lost her apartment. And we were able to um, house her and get the kids in school and help her find work. And so... What were the resources you pulled together to get it done? Well, you always need a good lawyer. So those of you who are out there that are afraid of lawyers, don't be. They're good humans. They have good skills. And so here in San Diego, we have the Veterans Legal Clinic at USD, which is amazing. It's run by this phenomenal human named Bob Muth. Um who is on our advisory board. He's actually our network um, <laughs> lawyer. There's also a great female vet um, out in North County. Her name is Nicole Heffel. So Nicole Heffel ta- helped that woman with her legal stuff, mostly around the child care bits. Um, Foundation for Women Warriors helped mm. with the child care funding. Mm-hmm. Um, Easter Seals helped with the job. And yeah. um, and then Courage to Call helped with the clothing for the interview. 
it's a, seriously a collaborative that's, effort. that's amazing yeah <laughs> and we've also helped a couple of guys there's a guy named robert who has a job over at attitude brewing oh that's right and we helped oh, him find housing yeah. um yeah, and so we helped him find housing. So and we helped we, him find we work. don't just help women, yeah. <laughs> although that is our target audience. We don't discriminate, yeah. but yeah. our goal is to anyone help comes sure. to us. Yeah, for sure, we're wow. happy to help. If if uh, if you're listening and you don't think that that's an outstanding achievement above and beyond, then you're nuts. <laughs> getting that getting that many resources together, getting that many people together to help someone uh. out of distress like that. And take care of their kids is it's a beautiful thing. So that all thank you for sharing text that message too. That was, uh, that was all email. <laughs> it's emails and texts and phone calls. Well, and, yeah, it's 2019. Yeah, yeah, you know, it's all technology, and you know, but the groundswell is here in San Diego. We have a lot of support. Um, California in general has a lot of support. I mean, we have 180,000 veterans yeah. in our state, uh, and you know, a tremendous population here. O- almost 410,000 veterans here in San Diego County, um, and that's not just military affiliated. I mean, there's a million that are military affiliated if you count spouses children you know parents we're and stuff everywhere. we're everywhere <laughs> well one um, well one so. thing that i say on the show all the time and uh it's 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 relevant to women relevant to men all veterans and family members is that a lot of people don't and i you know i say it every episode the post 9-11 generation of veterans are starting to retire That's so, so crazy to think so the workforce <laughs> is about to get inundated with leaders who've been serving men and women, women commanding officers, like you were saying, Mike, women leaders across the board are going to be hitting the workforce in droves, leading the country and and the country's companies, the politics. Like there was a record number of female uh, people running in the midterm elections. And a lot of them were veterans. It's just, it's all, it's all happening right now. So it's a, Beautiful time to be joining uh, veteran yeah. network organizations like San Diego Women's Veteran Network. I completely agree. Mm-hmm. Come out, come check us it's out. All come happening. Play with us. <laughs> you, if, if if you uh, it, I would love to be at the next event. I don't know what I'd be crashing it. Is it is it? Uh, a, no. You want to come sew ribbon flowers yeah. with us? Actually, we are totally <laughs> welcome to that one at the American uh, Legion. Uh, but the one in March is for women only. Um, okay. Just because that needs to be a safe space because of some for of the sure. stuff the women. Yeah. Have yeah. To oh yeah, talk it's about. health healthcare. Yeah. Healthcare. Yeah, um, you really don't want to hear the conversation about. <laughs> that anyway yeah. uh, so um but both but, of us but the ribbon flower classes at the american legion you'll yeah. both be there you can come to that yeah okay. uh, we're both at most of most all the events the mini horse walking yeah. you can come to that oh, and, and uh is there a calendar up online on the website yep. or on yeah. instagram and or something? then I'll, of course yeah. i'll i'll let you know so yeah let me know <laughs> yeah, if yeah, the calendar's up. up we send out reminders yeah. it's on meetup and um mm. yeah so you're th- we definitely have events that are um everybody friendly that sounds great. I can't wait to come yeah. check one out. You got what you guys are doing is so fantastic. I really uh, Thank ever you, since Matt. I ever since so I heard about it, Colleen. I've, I've been super <laughs> impressed by it and your involvement. Oh, that's so good and to Billy hear. And Billy Kay, it's really nice to meet you Max, and bring you so in much the bunker labs. Yeah, we I really appreciate, appreciate your, this. Yeah, I appreciate your um, your presence and your and your interest, and I also very much appreciate your attitude. So oh, thank, thank you. For you. Yeah, us. and oh, you, Mike. Yeah, I I really appreciate you having here. Mike, it's just fascinating here. Just. Yeah. All of it, and it's what you guys are doing is, is amazing. Well, so. thanks for having us. Yeah, yeah. yeah. so I'd like it's to give good, you good both. <laughs> yeah, I've enjoyed it myself, and and of course, uh, welcome back anytime. And I hope to have you back on, and we can follow up with a lot of this stuff, um, especially when the fundraising begins with the campaign. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'd like to give you guys an opportunity to share anything you'd like, closing thoughts uh, to your audience, to our collective audience. Uh, about the SD Women Veterans Network or anything you want to talk about, like, you know, women in the military, whatever it is, the, the platform is yours. Hmm. Um, why don't you, you go ahead. <laughs> I've never felt more supported in my life. Yeah, I, I agree with that. Max and Mike, you've really, uh, really made us feel at home and I didn't really know what to expect. You know, Max is an old friend of mine and I just can't believe how far you came. <laughs> and <laughs> You've grown. And, uh, <laughs> I, I uh, really, I wasn't expecting such a warm welcome and uh, yeah. such great insight from both of you. So this is... Yeah, it's just so been awesome and unexpected. And nice yeah. and, refre- and refreshing. <laughs> I find you refreshing. Thank you. But, um, <laughs> but I will say, like, the Women Veterans Network is what I meant. And, like, yes, by you. But oh. I meant, like, when I, <laughs> like, you. when my grandmother died, the gr- the women came together oh, and totally supported me and pulled through for me and ran the org. Like, I just went MIA for two weeks. We were like, we got this. And not only did they help me, like, they helped me financially, they helped me emotionally, they helped me spiritually, and then they ran the org. So I was super supported, and and when I came back and I still didn't have my head in the game, they still had me, you know. And so, 
like fireman's carry like on all day all day it was just amazing <laughs> and um like international women's day one of the women showed up and gave everybody flowers oh, that's right you know and like the thoughtfulness and the compassion and the, and the care that i receive from the other women has been tremendous it's been phenomenal to me and it has helped my heart in a way that nothing else has and i didn't I didn't start that because I didn't start this because of that. I started this because I was mad, right? <laughs> I was <laughs> I was mad. I was tired of not being heard. I was tired of being talked over, ignored, interrupted, um, not taken care of, like not getting what I needed. But what I got from starting it was this innate, invaluable sense that my humanity matters, and I'm so grateful. Aw, I love you. Aw, <laughs> oh, hu- it's a hug. We have a hug <laughs> on air hug. I can't follow that, (laughs) but I concur. (laughs) Yeah, thank you very much. I think that what you're doing is great. I think it takes a lot of courage to start a program like this and then follow through for such a long time. number one value. And you built a a great network and you built a great team. Thank you. um, It's just the beginning, too. Yeah. Yeah, we're we're Lotus in Bloom. And your goal (laughs) to have the Women's Vet Center, uh, let us know how we can get involved and help. Oh, absolutely. And I think it's great. We'll come back. We'll do fundraising podcasts. We'll do one of those telethons. <laughs> we'll do, we'll do <laughs> Billy Kay's Kids. We're here all night. <laughs> <laughs> Just two more before the hour's up. Yeah. I yeah, yeah. stop talking until you call <laughs> in. <laughs> Mike, what do you got? You got anything for, for us? Uh, I, just, I just think that for people who, under, who might underestimate what women bring to the table, I think that we've been fortunate like in this generation of the military that we've seen what women can do. There's no shortage of that. It's equal. And I think that's awesome you're sharing that with people. And I think also it's up to men as well to share that as well because we've seen it. We've worked with amazing women on the front lines or wherever we've been at. And I think it's important to hear. So that's all I want to say. Thank you, Mike. Thank you. Yeah, and if I had to just uh, add my my thoughts on it are when faced with a situation where you have to work with all different, you know, however people gender identify in the military, uh, because now that's a, that's a new thing, right? And then you have women and you have men serving together. Please do the right thing, right? Right. Treat men and women equally. Be that positive leader. When people leave your presence, they don't say, this guy really ruined it for me. Because that mm. sickens me to think. You know, don't be that person. Be the opposite of that person. Yeah. And... Treat treat individuals individually, and uh, yeah, thank you. Just thank you guys for being on here. I was gonna say, treat people other capability and what they do. Yeah, well yeah. said. Yeah, teach. Experience leads, skill leads. Uh, we know that from our from our job, right? Yeah. So, yeah, keep Colleen, Billy Kay. Oh my God! <laughs> <laughs> what is? You know, I'm just I, looking I, at it that far. Yeah. with the emotion here in the podcast. Eyes totally over. Why does that keep happening? Like the weirdest times, right in the beginning, right at the end. Uh, I know your name. I don't know what it is. I, you know what? Uh, uh, I've been forgetting people's names that I've known for like my entire life. It, I'm like, I'm like name You're dumb. getting old it's, now. It's yeah. also, <laughs> Colleen, Billy Kay. Thank you for coming on the Scuttlebutt Show today. I love what you're doing. I'm going to delete that from the edit, by the yeah. way. <laughs> it never, it never happened. Thank you, thank you for coming on the Scuttlebutt Show today. It's, and it's great to meet you too, and I really mean it. However, we can help, and as soon as we can get you back on the show uh, and talk more about this, we're going to do it. Thank you, Max. Absolutely. Thank Happy you. To come back. Thanks, yeah. everybody. Have a great night. <laughs>